Hey, everybody. Sorry, I had to cough. Well, I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but we will see if that little chicken nugget is getting me sick. We'll see. <laughs> this is not because of her, though. I swallowed water in the wrong way. Some residual is dancing around the back of my throat, and it's just causing problems. Not as bad as a shard of almond. As you all know, um, a shard of almond could uh, ruin an entire day. You can drink five gallons of water. That shard will, will hold on to dear life. It will happen. It happens to everybody. Not me. <laughs> I'm... <coughs> oh, I don't eat almonds, Frank. Fool. Anyway, we have a lot of great stuff to do here tonight. Uh, oh, joining me in the studio is Matt. Matt, how you doing? Are you choking on cum? <laughs> Stop that. Oh, <laughs> uh, Matt, how you feeling, man? I'm all right. How was work? It was all right. Dude, you know what this means? What's that? This is two weeks now. Two weeks now that I've asked you, how was work? And you didn't say you hated it. And I'm not the only one that, that noticed. People have written in. They said they're really happy for you. Thank you. So, that's good. I heard you've already gotten three promotions. Nah, you become. Well, are you a union chief yet? Nah, the highway foreman seems to like me, so I don't know. Well, you possess a very special skill that not many people in the town has ever had. It's your ability to slaughter massive amounts of, of animals. That is true. I can slaughter animals, but they don't do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes. Sometimes they may have to. Like, what if there's a real problem in town? It was invaded by an army of raccoons or something like that, and you have to, you have to go to war. You would be able to lead the town, the DPW. Or the best thing that can happen is, like, right when Portchester gets a rat infestation, and I can be the rat czar. Oh. I'll be the rat king. Oh, you know what you can do? You could just, like, in, uh, I mean, this is this is a little bit different than that, but in, um, what is it? In, in New York City, well, they're not rolling it out there, but I read about these Marines. They have rocket-propelled rocket, uh, rocket grenades. These RPGs that are on top of these robot goats. And the first thing I thought was, oh, oh, that's definitely going to be in New York City before you know it. The NYPD is definitely going to be using the... Here, look. Here it is. This is from Popular Science a couple days ago. The Marines used a robotic goat to fire an RPG. Okay, look at that. It pretty much looks like the digi-dog that they rolled out in some American cities to help with the police work, but they're calling it a robotic goat because it's in the desert, I guess. Very racist. On September 9th, Marines uh, it, at 29 Palms, California, strapped a rocket launcher to the back of the commercially available... Oh, it wasn't California. Well, still, it's a desert. Robotic goat as part of a tactical training exercise in a video on the test the robotic goat is set up for safety on a firing range within a little uh, within a little sandbag shelter Clear to fire and then the rocket propelled grenade launched off the goats back while most quadruple uh, uh, quadrupedal That's a uh, four-legged robots Of this size are referred to as robot dogs the Marine Corps referred to the robot in question as a robotic goat 
The test, one of the several new and autonomy-adjacent technologies demonstrated that day, offered a glimpse into what robot-assisted combat of the present and the future could look like. And they're going to need a lot more robots because there is no recruiting viable human fighters from the United States as we know that the health standards are so bad and the, the, the mind of the average American, uh, you know, fighting age male is, is uh, subpar. So they better start making a whole bunch of robot dogs and goats to send around the, the world. So that's what's going on there. But, um, but yeah. Oh, listen to this. Since we're already in the grab bag right now, take a listen to this. New York City's reticketing center gives migrants a free one-way airfare to anywhere in the world. Now, instead of, like I said, I, I went and I checked out the, um, I checked out the, the, the fare to get somebody onto a bus and be taken directly to Mexico City, and you're looking at anywhere from $500 to $800. Instead, these idiots, I mean, a couple days ago, uh, Eric Adams said that what he was going to, there's no more room over here, but you can come to City Hall and we will give you a tent. Forgetting that after September in New York City, things get pretty cold. So he's going to be dealing with dead migrants all over the place, being found dead in tents soon. Bunch of Hoovervilles all over the country. Talk about Hoovervilles. They're, they should be called Bidenvilles. Uh, New York City is now steering migrants to a new reticketing center where they can secure a free one-way plane ticket anywhere in the world. You know how expensive this is? Compared to what they should be doing is busing them back to the border and dumping them there? The center, which is located at a uh, repurposed church office in the East Village, was recently set up with the sole purpose of purchasing tickets for asylum seekers who want to leave town. With no sign of decompression strategy in the near future, we have established a reticketing center for migrants, said a spokesperson for Mayor Adams. Here, the city will redouble efforts to purchase tickets for migrants to help them take the next steps in their journeys. And this is not in New York. See, this is the whole thing here. This was not a stepping stone. They're not trying to see the world. They're not in search of a home. I mean, if, if they were in, this, this, in their journey, the next step in their journeys, <laughs> it's like it's like using reverse psychology or something like you don't. You don't want to stay here. You don't want to be in our sanctuary city no. where everyone is welcome here. Let's be honest, migrants. This was only one step along the way of your journey. You fell for our ruse. We're sending you to Ukraine. Go back from whence you came. The cost of buying a plane ticket is in some cases cheaper than the $380 it sets a city back uh, per day. See, that's what I'm talking. $380 a day to house an asylum seeker. It takes about $500 to send them to uh, right back to where they came from instead of passing them off to somewhere else because what the hell are you talking about? You know, some people, look, some of the migrants who have taken up the city's offer have already booked plane tickets as far away as Morocco. Do you think all these other countries want people just saying, I would like to go here, I would like to go yeah, there? Yeah, what's going to happen when they get there and they're not allowed And then what? There. And then what? Like, they find out that other countries have, you know, like, immigration policies, then they actually enforce them? It's, um, it's really incredible, uh, what's going on here, but they, they continue. It continues on. It continues on. All right, uh, let's see. Let's see here. 
next one up oh man we're gonna be doing a lot of fun stuff tonight i think you're really gonna like it we already talked about the robot dogs for a little bit but um now in the second half of the show i want to show you guys some of the things that we have collected for the drug commercials the television commercials we started collecting some of people's favorite ridiculous funny slash horrific shocking drug commercials that are on television it, it actually past and present the peewee herman one i don't have that one well, oh no 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 it's crack no 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 cocaine. not the anti-drug psas we're talking about actual big pharma drug commercials that they're telling you ask your farm oh your okay doctors. yeah well, side effects or death and like yeah i've got i got seven really i've got seven doozies got seven side doozies effects or death now, on the other side of the intro, what we are going to be doing tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to be giving a call to a friend of the show. Her name is Lorraine. She just turned 100 years old, and we're going to be able to ask her some questions and just have some fun with her for a couple of minutes. She's, she's been so gracious as to make some time for us. I really, really wanted to speak with her, and she's going to be on with me and Matt, and uh, we get to wish her a happy birthday and ask her some questions. What do you think about that, Matt? It's pretty cool. I'm gonna ask her if they taught if the Earth was flat back in the day when she was in school. Yeah, we can ask her that, and then she can finally end it. This debate once and for all. Indeed. Yeah, Lorraine, can you tell us once and for all the shape of the Earth? <laughs> can you can you fix the problem in the Middle East right now? What would you do to fix the problem? <laughs> Imagine putting that kind of pressure on her. <laughs> <laughs> No, Lorraine, it's not going to happen. We're just going to talk about fun, fluffy things. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. Then we'll talk about ghost stories after you get off the air. We'll talk about a little bit more of it, of uh, of imaginary friends. I want to open up the imaginary friends hotline once again. And uh, and yeah, here's something that's going to make Matt a little bit angry. This got around today. This is from uh, the Press of Atlantic City, but you can find it all over the place. The Robert E. Lee statue that prompted the deadly protest in Virginia has been melted down. Now, the, the Robert E. Lee statue did not prompt the deadly protest. Uh, the protest was prompted by red diaper doper babies who are out of their minds and are, are programming have been programmed for self-destruction and to be able to take a, a nation, a once coherent nation, down with them. That's what prompted the deadly protest. Which deadly protest. They're talking about. Uh, they're talking about what's what you call it in um, in uh, Charlottesville back in 2017 or 18, whatever it was. That was about one side wanting it down and the other side wanting history, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. To be preserved and um and that's it so the state of confederate uh, statue of St uh, confederate general robert e lee that was the focal point of the uh, yeah just the american american general there's so much to be said about robert e lee i would love to do another robert e lee night especially go through some of his incredibly majestic letters greatest wartime uh, american general ever Anyway, Even better than George Washington. Sorry to say. Oh yeah, and he married Washington's. Uh, that he did. His he grand did. granddaughter too, yep. right? Yeah. So, some Washington blood his, there. His uh, 
So his father or grandfather was uh, like head of the cavalry during the revolution, Henry Lee. And here we are all these years later. We got uh, whiny, androgynous, unbathed weirdos who are trying to burn American history for whatever incoherent reasons they've been taught for the last 30 or 40 years, making no positive differences in anything around them except the fact that they smell. And, um, and, and this is it. But it has yielded a very, what I believe is going to be a very powerful meme. I think it's a very powerful meme, and uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is is this this right here, this face right here. You're probably going to see pop up a little bit more. In fact, I'd love to uh, do some things with this myself. This is the glowing red hot face of Robert E. Lee as he was being melted down, and already in the hours that it has been public. And it has been made symmetrical by some of our internet sleuth friends out there. It has already turned, been turned into a menacing, amazing, galvanizing uh, image. I love it. This one guy, Sir Jenky, says generally is the new Guy Fox. I made the symmetrical version from the WAPO video. I made it as high res as I could. Use it responsibly. Here's another one for you. This was written by uh, Merrick. I think it's really, it's uh, in response to the Washington Post sharing it. Look, sharing the glowing hot face. They brought him up to two, they wanted to say the statue has uh, met its end. 2,250 degree furnace. That's what made it the glowing hot and it's been melted down. They're going to be turning it into something else. I don't know, probably another Martin Luther King statue that looks like a giant, uh, the giant uh, genitals. You know what they should melt it down to? A bunch of dildos so they can go fuck <laughs> themselves. Calm down. Calm down. We have a very nice we have a very nice old lady coming on the I'm show. I'm sorry, ma'am. She's probably watching right she now. She probably agrees. I don't know. Maybe she agrees in a lot more polite way. But here's what Mar- here's here's what Merrick says. <laughs> Merrick says people with no heroes, this is so true. People with no heroes, no accomplishments, doing the only thing they know, crying to the courts to allow them to turn beautiful things that other people made into garbage. And that's exactly what we live through right now. That's what they're doing to our, what's left of our culture. It's, uh, it's humiliation. They love, they love the art of bringing humiliation, what they think is humiliation on someone else. Only thing is that in the act of trying to destroy the memory, a, uh, a responsible a, an even keel memory of Robert E. Lee, something that is dispassionate and disconnected, especially for anybody, any of us whose uh, family were, uh, you know, arrived in this country after the Civil War ended. We have no real, real, you know, real connection to that conflict and everything that was lost, but you can learn about it. You know, there's a lot of people in this audience who has lineage that goes back that far. And uh, I'm sure that there's some real opinions handed down over time that may have cooled as uh, things tend to do as hundreds of years pass by. But even in their attempt to humiliate and to wipe away and to melt down and to erase, they give us things like this. All of a sudden, there's a glowing red-hot face of Robert E. Lee, as if this is not the last you're going to see of me, my friends. (laughs) This is not the last you're going to see of me. Like the Terminator. I know. 
I know. Now, here's something I have to say before we go uh, into the intro and then go on to our wonderful little uh, uh, interview with Lorraine. Here's what I want to put out there. Timothy Alberino, he has gone off. He has gone off to Peru. I have not been able to make contact with him yet because obviously I don't know what the uh, what what everything you know the, um, the the data coverage is out there. Probably wherever he's staying and whatever area he's investigating because of all of the. You remember when we had him on for a couple of times to talk about the the sightings and the almost like the uh, the interactions of a between villagers and these floating entities some of them believe that they are fighting aliens predator-like aliens that have some kind of cloaking devices that shotguns are not doing anything against and there has been some kind of physical physical contact between the entities and some of the locals well timothy uh packed up and he felt went on down there and that is two days ago on the 25th he departed, and then he let everybody know, I have arrived. He said, we met with the Apu, the chief of San Antonio, in Iquitos today. We are heading up the river with these guys tomorrow. Very interesting details of the alien incursion incidents are already emerging. And there he is. There he is, ready for an excursion. Now, I got to tell you something, Matt. Something happened to he me last night. like a cat. Listen, when I saw this last night, now we got to get we got to get Timothy on the show and I want to know all about this. But I have to be honest with you last night. I was laying in bed and I went to go check his feed to see if he had updated it all. That's when I saw this this uh this tweet right here. But when I saw this tweet, the first thing that I saw in my head that I imagined in my head was Timothy running through the jungle yep. screaming for help. Because he's being chased by an alien, that he's screaming, and he's like, he's he's screaming, he's like, help, help, and he's running and he's screaming, and he's trying to get through the brush, and it's very thick, and he can't get out, dude. I'm telling you, I had to leave the bedroom because I was struggling to hold my laughter in, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to wake Lauren up. I had to go to the the bathroom, and I had to wheeze into a towel because thinking of, because he always comes on the show. And he's very businesslike. He presents his information very professionally. <laughs> but to think of him frazzled and running through the, the jungle, being chased by the thing that he's always been looking for, <laughs> screaming for help, it, it was too much. It was too much for me to handle. It was too much. So I... <laughs> that I mean, is funny. Obviously, I hope he gets back fine and everything will yeah, be all right. be fine, bro. When, if that happens, he'll just morph into a jungle cat. <laughs> Because he's in the Amazon. Exactly. He's he can roam around like a cat freely. That's probably why he really went down there. So he could be free he to... Ju he just needed to... He just needed to morph. Needed some time to climb the trees again. <laughs> That's where he, he learned... He needed to hunt some prey. That's where he learned his power to begin with. Yeah. How to harness his power. He was in Peru all those years learning to harness his power of... of, of, of uh, from these aliens they're morph not like what they're saying these aliens they're 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 cat entities they're power they're mythical cats they they control the jungle oh my gosh yeah. it's some type of mythical creature okay now this does make sense 
Um, so whatever he tells us, we have to take with a grain of salt. When he comes back, we have to just be suspicious. His, his he's supposed to like cover it up. So yeah. Okay. Well, just keep that in mind because if if he comes back and there's any part of his story that is a little bit like glaringly suspicious, then we'll know what may be behind it. Anyway, that's all for right now, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back in a moment. We will be right back in a moment. Thank you so much, and um, nighty night. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we are going to be jumping onto a call right now with uh, with Lorraine. And you know, Matt, just just so you, I, and I, I have a little bit over here. I have a link of things that we can we can talk about after we get off the phone with Lorraine. I don't want to keep her for too long. She's already made made uh, time for us, and I don't want to. She on East Coast time? I don't think so. I don't know. I think she might be somewhere on the West Coast or in Hawaii or. I know she spent some time in Hawaii. Maybe she chilled out with Roseanne. Maybe. Maybe some mushrooms. But well, but here's some context for you. Obviously, she just had her birthday recently. She's born in 1923. She was born. Born in 20s. She was born. Calvin Coolidge. Exactly. Only a couple of months. Because Coolidge was, I think he was, I think he was sworn in, in like late summer of twenty uh, of 1923. So, she was born under Calvin Coolidge, right right after Harding died. I wonder if her mom was a flapper. We'll sh- soon we'll find out. We'll see. We'll see. She might have been might have been too old for that, or or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Everybody got on early that 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 yeah. time. All right, let's give her a call right now. Oh no. Hello? Hello, is it, it Wes? Oh, uh, no. Wrong number. Oh, is this Lorraine? Huh? Is this Lorraine? No. Who is this? You called wrong number. Oh, uh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, uh, okay, <laughs> thank you. 
Okay. Okay. I'm afraid to call back again. I did not get the number wrong. Did I? No. She sounded Chinese. Oh, oh. Did I get? Oh, I did get it wrong. <laughs> you didn't hear? She, you call wrong number. It, it, listen, if it's the wrong number, it's the right area code. So it's probably one of their neighbors. All right, so I messed up. Call again and ask for Lauren. <laughs> oh, no. oh, shit. Shit, no. Oh, I almost did it again. I'm sorry. That should be the whole show. Just keep calling that lady. <laughs> Just back. call her back. I should call her once a night. Oh, man. She called the FBI. It's like criminal harassment or something. Okay, let me get the phone number right. Criminal harassment. Is that what it is? Is that what it's called these days? <laughs> it's already criminal, isn't it? What do you mean? Harassment. Oh, I think so. Uh, let's see. Let me just make sure. I'm going to double check this. Okay. All right. Let's try. It's like, I was like, was Lorraine messing with me? Sense of humor. No. Hello, is this Wes? Yes, it is. Wes, it's Frank. Frank, how do you do? I'm do doing great. Do What's that? Mom sitting right. You oh. want me to shut this speaker off? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Once I once I speak to Lorraine, I'd love to have the speaker off. But so so <laughs> okay. so so Wes. Uh, good evening. Oh, is this Lorraine now? What can I do for you, sir? Lorraine, first of all, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yes, I'm hearing now. Was, was it a good birthday? Lorraine, you hear me? Does anybody hear me? Yeah. Oh, Wes, you hear me? Oh, okay. Oh, hello. Now we can do it. Okay, great. Well, Lorraine, now, L Lorraine, happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. It's great to have you on yeah. here. So, so, and you know what? Yeah. This, this is a real surprise. So I don't know if you want a, a funny Lorraine on or a serious Lorraine. Oh, you know what? G give us all the Lorraines that you have. We want to. <laughs> we want to know the. I want the full spectrum of Lorraine right now. I, seriously. Uh, now, do you, do you, do you? You don't happen to watch the show, do you? It's just Wes and uh, and Jewel. And Jewelaine. Uh, yeah. Right. And that's how I heard about you. Yes. Okay. So they... so I, 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 West is run by a little uh, resume, and so I will be watching watching you more if I can. Well, I yeah. hope I, I hope that I haven't uh, I hope I haven't made you blush too much. Sometimes I say things that <laughs> I regret, but hey, now you cannot be a hundred years old without learning or knowing a few things so have a that see that's that's what i'm so happy that you you said that now first let's just get to the i want to know a little bit more about the basics here so you were born in 1923 just a, you know this is a a really amazing time in american history and there you are in the middle of it where were you born in the country actually i was born in california in san luis obispo and i've never done any uh, looking about the history of that little town, and I will when I get out, out of the uh, this hospital, or or I should say, uh, home for uh, getting back in shape again. 
what, so, what, hap yeah. what happened? What happened? And you, then I left there very soon because I got married during the war years. And uh, we have, I have the three boys. Lost one to COVID, um, but the remain. They were, they were, are, and will be neat boys. I'm glad they were born where they are. I look at my oldest son and I say, how dare you do this to me? How dare you be 80 years old so that I can't lie about my age? Oh, my gosh. You know, that's, that's something right. Okay. You, you just said something that made me want to ask you about the youth of today. Because when you have a son, you have a son that's 80 years old. My question to yeah. you is, you have been the elder of the family already for so many generations. You know, um, yeah. what could you, you've seen multiple generations of babies become adults. Have the younger generations gotten worse over time or is it all the same in the end? No, worse, worse. Worse. I, 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 can't, I can't believe it. I just can't believe what is happening today. I really can't, you know? They can say, well, everybody's got something good to say about the old days. Uh-uh, it's character, it's ethics, it's morals, it's everything that makes a good guy. I don't see, there is it, but I don't see very much of it. We need it right now. Mm. Character? These kids. Character? We need you right now. Tell, tell us a Grow little up. when you say you say character ethics and morals when you were when you were growing up were you getting that that you must have been getting a lot of that not only from family but that was probably the uh, a big focus in whatever schooling you were getting too right it was more so a cultural thing that everybody everybody agreed on well in our case no we were a small family somewhat dysfunctional, I need to admit and be honest. Um, mother died. She had the responsibility of we two uh, girls. Uh, mother died at my age, 16. So it was hit and miss from then on. And, and we, my sister and I, turned out real well. Hardworking, productive citizens, paid our taxes, as, as do my son. Yes. No, no, no going back to stay with Mama because Mama was scrapping to make a living herself. Mm, I see, I see. And you know, you, so so you're growing up in a small town in California. You're born in in the early twenties. Uh, did you did you do a lot of traveling uh, in your life? Uh, did you see Did you see? Uh, uh, when I when uh, yes, when I married, yes, we did. We uh, spent uh, East Coast. And a, a year or so out in Hawaii, um, Illinois, then back to California, yes. And and uh, their dad did indeed retire from the uh, Navy after 20 years. He was in the submarine service, which was very difficult in those days. It was the, prior to the nuclear submarine. Yes. Oh. And, and, uh, so, this part of the this part of the country is our country. Mm. California, Oregon and Washington. We do not want any other place. I know what you mean. 
I know what you mean because I, you know, I'm not nearly as old as you are, but I, but in New York is a place where we were born and we were raised, and it's uh, it's hard to call anywhere else home, no matter how bad it gets around us. But you, so That's you, right. so your, so your husband was a submariner, and he was a a, a career Navy guy, and he fought in World War II. Yes. Okay. Yes, and here's the Pacific service. So. Were were you already were you already married uh, during during the war? Uh, no, just just after it was over. Prior, yeah, prior to it being over, right? Okay. And uh, he was gone most of the time in those days. The the, the women didn't follow their guys as as uh, easy as they did these days. It was a different era. You know, not all are bad, not all are good, and they're all in between. But um, looking back now, I'm a happy camper. I really am. I'm happy that I have two boys that are still left. Uh, their dad is gone. Uh, automobile accident, pressure slow. But I, I've got these two guys. Mm. And I couldn't be proud of couldn't be. And, 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 and we are, are close, uh, conversational close, friendly close, not just mother and, 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 and son. It, it's, a, it's a closeness. I, I can't describe it. And it makes me feel so doggone good. Oh, that's great. It does. It, well, that's that those are those things that um, I, I think I think those are the things that are really uh, the only things that matter. Because they last. Yes. yes, that's what I was thinking now. At this age, I go over things, you know, and and I, I'm not. I don't have time to look over the things that were not so nice. I'm looking over what do I have now. Right. And and that's that's what I see. Well, yeah. well, Lorraine, let me ask and you now, another question. They're just they're just there. We've always had each other's back and I've known that uh, even the son I lost his daughter-in-law is part of my back uh, bone I, I consider myself a loving lady well I you really do. you've I seen love. you've seen much more you've seen much more happen uh, okay. it, it, than 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 the average person that that is for sure you are in very elite company when it comes to just longevity and and being around and being present and to spend so many of those years in such you know such uh, you know love of uh, of good company that that's fantastic and oh, that is it I love good company I love people that find humor. Uh, at least once a day, you gotta have a laugh. Yeah. You must have a laugh at least once a day, and I don't suffer people that are negative. Not on a constant basis, anyhow. See. Yes. Oh, no, no. Well, now I know. Now I know why you watch this show. I now now I know why you watch well, this show. I, I hope I can. Yeah, because I hope I can. we got to have a laugh every night. So would you? I was going to save this questions. I was going to save this question for last, but I'll just ask you now, since you brought it up. You said that you need to have a laugh every day, and you don't suffer negative people. At least people who are negative all the time. Well, um, it's one of the more predictable things that somebody would ask a man or a woman who hits a hundred, but they say, "What's the secret for a long life?" What do you attribute to? 
uh, living as long as you as you have? Is it a certain habit? It's a routine, or is it just luck, prayer? What is it? I, I think it's a, a lot of a lot of things. You'd be surprised. I have doctors that ask me that oh. because I have my share of medical problems, and it seems like I have a, enough for uh, say four or five pe- different people. I don't know unless it's uh, some determination. Uh, I, I just need to accept things and then work them out. Mm. I don't really know. And as long as I still have my head asking questions, then, I, then I'm happy. Then I know I'm still alive and I'm still curious and I want to know more things. I want to know what's happening in our country. And, it's, I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a combination of things. I think that right and, there. Uh, you know, Lorraine, there's a lot of people who have a relatively good physical health. And uh, it's not that they, they have lost their mind in some way, but they've, 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 almost, no. they've lost the light and they've lost that spark of curiosity. And that can, that can form, that's it. you know. That is it. You know, it's it's fun to learn something new. Yes, it doesn't have to stick in my mind, but I learned something new. I'm never going to use it. What's the difference? I learned something new. And there's so many things to learn that, that we didn't know before. And and I just want to, I just, well, I, 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 that's the way I work it. And I live in a little mobile home park. I have a little tiny place. People come by and stop with their dogs, and we talk in the morning, early morning. It gets light real early here in California now, and um, and and just talk away. I, I give the dogs their bottled water, and uh, if they over, if they, uh, their owners want coffee, they have to get their own coffee. Yeah. But I do give the dogs their water. That's it. You give the dogs coffee, not the owners. Well, well, Lorraine, how, how how early do you wake up in the morning? Because I know my grandfather, uh, my grandfather, when he really got into older old age, when he started getting into his seventies and and early eighties, I mean, he was. It's, I, I feel like he was up sometimes three, four o'clock in the morning making his tea. Well, actually, I, I do start getting up. Cause I'm slower now, but I do start getting up. Oh, say uh, uh, before six o'clock because i have to be out in the porch drinking my coffee by six thirty. bye the dog walkers come by oh They're that's great friends, male or female and i am known as lorraine's porch i'm the stopping off point for the walkers and the dogs that's great you and know so that's how i start my day you know somebody out because there lorraine around like I used to. I'm not interested in, in, in dining out. It's too many people. It's too dangerous at my age. And so I make do with other things. Well, that's some, that's something right there. <laughs> To know that I have to be on, the, I have to be on the porch by six thirty because that is when the dog walkers come by. And you know, Lorraine, somebody out there is going to uh, is going to write that one down. They're going to write down the, the the phrase Lorraine's porch. And somewhere in this country, there is going to be a a cafe that opens up somewhere random. It's going to be called Lorraine's porch, and people are going to come by and and have coffee. And it's going to be a coffee shop called Lorraine's porch. <laughs> 
I think that'd be great. That would be. And 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 it just you just pass what little good you can on. Obviously, nothing very physical, but that doesn't matter. There's a lot of different things. What I have on my uh, a porch is a pillow that says, "What says what is said on this porch stays on this porch." Ah, that's a, for uh, for us uh, for us Italians. That's called omerta. That is the uh, that is an oath an oath of silence, pretty much, right there. You can. T- <laughs> that's right. Oh, I have heard that years. And I heard it. I read it in the novel. Oh my goodness! Yes. Oh man. Oh God. The things, the things you say on that port. Well, well. Let me ask you this, because you're talking about the years and and the things that you've heard and the conversation, and the people you've met. What about your oldest memories? Um, what's the? How far back can you? Or, or let me put it to you this way: your parents and your grandparents. Did did you? Do you have any memories of them that you still go back to? Because when if you're born in 1920. I mean, I knew my grandparents very well, and I think about you and your grandpa. Your grandparents were born in the middle of the 19th century. I, I, I would be really well, interested well, to see if they taught you anything. Not really, except my grandmother. She was a tiny old person, and, and she didn't ever worry about me as a youngster, but she did worry about my sister. She was a little bit more fragile in... in uh, uh, and her makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so worried about her. But my Nana was a darling, just a darling. And and she didn't. Uh, she died well before I was out of my uh, preteens. Is there any? And, and then my mom, as I told you, she was 16 when she passed away. Mm. So we were sort of on our own, and I don't remember very much about that era of, of living in uh, San Luis Obispo. Well, do you remember, uh, th- do you know who the oldest person you ever knew was? Uh, like when you were young, uh, did you have, it didn't have to be a family member, maybe a local, somebody that you spoke to about their good old days that, that stretched back into the century before you were born. Do you, do you have any kind of, uh, any kind of look, uh, any kind of, uh, no. nothing? I don't remember that. I remember we lived in a small town, small enough where we could get out on the street and play kick the can mm. late at night, or where the town's per, uh, person that was had uh, a little bit off in her head was able to walk the streets. Nobody harmed her. The kids were safe. Uh, I, I think of those kinds of things. I mean, that's a little bit simplistic, but it's a a sample of of what I remember as a child when we didn't have both parents in the home. Hmm. And and what about during the war? And, of course, once we had the the boys, well, that was a different thing. That was a busy era. Three boys, five years um, from the youngest to the oldest, yeah, school and, and different things. It seems, and their dad was gone a lot. It seems like I attended a lot of PTA meetings on my own, but we did it. That's it. 
Is and and now uh, no, well, I, we know a little bit about your husband and the and the submariner that he was, the mm-hmm. the Navy man, and a little bit of the the moving around that you did. But what about during the war, uh, especially being on the West Coast? On the East Coast, we have well, one experience, but you guys. Um, you know, on the West Coast, there was a lot of different coastal defense things going on. There was, you know, there was internment oh, going on. We had a blackout every night. You had what? Yeah. The blackout. The blackouts. Where everything was blocked out. Your windows were blocked out. All the lights. Yeah, that wasn't, um, that wasn't very nice. Did Especially you... for those whose husbands were on the uh, submarine. Right. Right, right, absolutely. And did you do anything? Did you have any, uh, you know, during during the war, were you part of the war effort at all, or were you just uh, concentrating on, I don't know, just local life? <laughs> How about three boys within five years? Huh? Okay. Oh so, oh, so you already had your children during the war? Yeah. Okay. No, after the war. Oh, after, after the war. Okay. I, yeah, I was wondering about during the war effort, if you were... If you were, uh, you know, ma- ma- make, oh, making bumpers. In yeah, no. Okay. No. Okay, so but no. I was no. just getting out of high school then. Got you. So you, no no Rosie the Riveter for you. No, darn it. No. <laughs> no it's all right. You it's see, all right. I living then? I think I was living in, at that time, I was in San Francisco. You know, trying to figure out a job, which I did get. <clears throat> but I didn't work at it very long. We had the boys. Well, I'm sorry. That's not a very interesting uh, thing. But we each look at our own our own lives and and pick out the good and 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 say, Gosh, where did all those years go? That's why I say they want to know how do you feel now that you're 100. Do you feel anything differently? You got a hundred at the end there? Yeah. I guess I guess you're supposed to, but I don't. I feel the same. Only thing is I can't do the things physically I used to. Mm. So, so uh, yeah, the, it's the, yeah, the the knees. I'm sure the joints are are not as responsive, okay. but but the but your mind. But I, hey, listen, I, I'm Lorraine. I'm talking to you right now, and and you know, it, if you, the only reason why I know you're a hundred is because your family told me you are. So I, it's it's really this has been a pleasure. You know, I have some questions. I have one question here um, from a friend of mine who wants to know if you have any great great-grandchildren. I mean, how many generations of grandchildren do you have right now? Do you have any great-great-grandchildren? Two, yes. Um, my grandson married a, uh, a, a, a girl, second generation from India. Mm-hmm. And they have two boys, so that makes them great-great. Wait, no, 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 no. No, that's great. No, that's a great. And then I have and then he has a, a, a young girl by a first marriage, and she's about eight or nine now. Okay, so, so yes, she's a great great. So, so you? Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, one of your grandchildren has a child? Oh, yeah, wait, wait. I'm sorry. One of your great grandchildren has a child? No, it would be one of my Lucina. Roger is my grandson, and his daughter. Yes. His daughter has a child. That's a great, great. No, that's a one. Great. It's it's one great. So you haven't gotten to the greats yet. Yeah, you haven't gotten to the double greats yet, but I'm sure you will, in no time. 
Let's now, see. Wait a minute. Okay. My well, grand. That's right. You're right. Just my one. My grandson as a daughter. Mm-hmm. That she would be my great grandchild. Right. And if she has a daughter or a son, that's your great great grandchild. My great great because she has a daughter. Right. Seven or eight. Okay, so you have a little time to go, but I'm sure you're going to be fine. I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be catching up to you soon, Lorraine. I'm going to be about 80 years old. You'll be about 110. And, uh, (laughs) I plan to. Yeah. I plan to, yes. Okay, well, you'll look. I'm getting through the latest thing that found me and put me under for a while, but I'm shortly going to be discharged from this uh, rehab place and get to go home again to my little porch. That's what I love to hear. So and I you can catch up on everything. I hope, I hope that, uh, that your son and your daughter-in-law can take a picture of you on the porch for us so that I can show everybody that you're back home enjoying your routine. I would love to have a picture of you on the porch, Lorraine's porch, and, and I would love to hear from you again one day. Okay, that's a promise. That's a promise. Okay, that's a, hey, hey Matt. Hey, my buddy, okay. wait, wait a second, wait, wait, Lorraine. My buddy Matt is here. Matt, do you have any questions for her? I had a few during it, but I forgot. Oh, he, my, my, my buddy. Oh, oh, did you grow up with the TV? Oh, here, Lorraine, did you? Uh, Matt wants to know if you grew up with the TV. Well, have you ever seen pictures of people watching the TV and how you had to turn it? And how somebody had to bang it. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and when was that? When, when? When did you guys get your first TV? Oh no, I don't want to. I don't go back in years. It was a long time ago. Yeah, you know that because you've seen pictures. Even you, I have seen them. Did you like ever? <laughs> do you remember growing up like before you had a TV? Like, what was your biggest memory? If well, she was, uh, she, she probably went 20 years or so without a TV. I mean, oh, the, the patent, I think one of the patents for for uh, television was probably around the time that Lorraine was born. Uh, and around, I think, ni- 19, <laughs> 1920. Actually, the 1920. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So she probably spent a good amount of time with nothing but radio. When, when you're in. Every few years. We were bouncing around as a, as a, as, a, as a child and as a, a married person until until the kid's father died in oh sixty something nineteen sixty four I think yeah wow well, it's, it's, it's never I've never we've never grown up with a continuity of of life in in one spot where you knew a lot of people. A lot of, you met a lot of kids. Well, no. well, Lorraine, I, I thank you again. Thank you for spending some time with us tonight, and I hope we hear from you soon. And I can't wait to get a picture of you on your porch. I'm sorry for talking your ear off. Oh, well, once you turn me on, please I'm stopping it. Please, no, I, I could have dragged you on for another couple of hours here. I'm being nice to you. Trust <laughs> me, I'm being nice to you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You got it. Happy birthday. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. There you go, everybody. There's Lorraine. There's Lorraine. We got to speak to her. That was very nice. Here, let's just go, let's jump into 1923 a little bit. <laughs> 
How about we do that? Here, Matt, here's some things for you to consider. Let me put some... Let's see here. Uh, okay, I'm just going to go through some things that happened in 1923. Notable things. So if she was born sometime around September, October or whatever, this is back in March of 1923. Vladimir Lenin, uh, he suffered his third stroke, which rendered him bedridden and unable to speak. Yeah, he became a helmet-strapped liberal. Yeah, so he a club-footed, club-footed, droopy-eyed liberal. Uh, March 18th, as you know, March 1923, uh, Yankee Stadium was opened up. For the first time, Babe Ruth hits his first home run there, three-run homer to defeat the Boston Red Sox, 4-1. to one. May, 19, uh, May 24th, the Irish Civil War ends. June 18th, Mount Etna erupts in Italy, making 60,000 people homeless. July 10th of 1923, large hailstones killed 23 people in Rostov, Soviet Union. Also, around July 13th, the Hollywood sign is inaugurated in California, and it originally reads, as you know, Hollywood Land. Hollywood Land, not Hollywood. Um, here we go in August. Vice President Calvin Coolidge is sworn in by his father as the 30th President of the United States as a result of the sudden death of President Warren G. Harding in San Francisco a day earlier. And then we go on. Oh, here's a little bit. Here's October. October 29th, Turkey becomes a republic following the dissolution of the Ottoman Empire. And November 8th, Beer Hall Putsch. What's that? In Munich. What did that? What's that mean? Adolf Hitler oh. leads the Nazis in an unsuccessful attempt to overthrow the Bavarian government. Police and troops crush the attempt the next day. 20 people die as a result of the associated violence. On November 11th, Adolf Hitler is arrested for his leading role in the Beer Hall Putsch. This guy's always getting into Scheiße. trouble. He's always getting into trouble, this guy. Well, hopefully he learned his lesson after that and straightened his act up. <laughs> <laughs> On November 15th of, two, of 1923, hyperinflation in the Weimar Republic, I think it hits, it hits its maximum. It, it, like this, it really started getting bad in spring of that year, but listen to how bad it got. Hyperinflation in Germany by November 15th reaches its height. One United States dollar is worth uh, 4.2 trillion marks. One United States dollar is worth 4.2 trillion marks. Yeah, well, Germany was punished severely at the end of World War II, uh, World War One. That talk about hyperinflation. Calvin Coolidge addresses the here um, on December 6th. Now, uh, this is little, little baby Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine's a little baby now. Calvin Coolidge addresses the United States Congress in the first radio broadcast from a president of the United States. Now... This is where, you know, we're talking about the proliferation of radio technology at this point. As we all know, because on the, the night of the 2020 election that we were over here and we were doing our thing covering the election results, I, I made a lot of historical references to what was going on 100 years prior. And the 20, 1920 election that gave us uh, Warren Harding, that was the first time that you can get a real-time presidential 
election updates from radio broadcasts. It was a small little radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 1920, it was the first election night that was broadcast in real time. And I told everybody a couple of of years ago, this night, 2020, we are doing something. Think about the progress in 100 years technologically that there was one station in the entire country that was doing that, that was able to get that information, put it out there. And in 2020, literally every individual in this country had the ability to be a broadcast station of their own. It's um, completely, it's just incredible. And then by 1923, that's the first time we got a presidential address via radio broadcast. Uh, and then and then also in 1923, the Iraqi women's movement started the foundation of the Women's Awakening Club, which did them a lot of good. So yeah, they're still asleep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we have. Now, listen, it's 754. We're going to just go on a break right now. When we come back. We're going to open up the lines. We're going to take your calls. We're going to open up the Imaginary Friends hotline. I want to know. uh, It's going to be reopened. I want to know if you had Imaginary Friends. I want to know about them, especially if if you had a, a, a visual in your head. If you started suspecting over a long time that they actually weren't Imaginary Friends, they could have been ghosts. Um, I'm going to open that up. We're going to get to your calls. We're going to get to your Super Chats and more with Matt here. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. And thank you again to the birthday girl, Lorraine. Take care. BRB. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly. In Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get a Coke. Can I get a Coke? So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you?
forgot to ask my flat earth question. Oh, yeah, right. We should have. And that's what she started answering. I wanted to ask what she remembered most listening on the radio and then what she remembered, you know. Whatever, I don't know. No, you like know, maybe she listened to that broadcast, the uh, the Battle of L.A. or whatever. Wasn't that broadcast? Oh, you mean the sightings over? No, there was a fucking battle. They were shooting at UFOs exactly. during World War Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Battle of Los over uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Should ask her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should put put it out there. I guess call back. I should call her back, Lorraine. Wait, hold on. What shape is the Earth? And how do we fix the Middle East? <laughs> we forgot. We forgot to ask. Um, my mother just sent me something. I get my mother's watching. And she sent me... I don't know where it is. I think it's on Pinterest. And, it's called, and I think it's a portrait. It's a portrait called Lorraine's Porch by Wendy Newcomb. Oh, well, I'm familiar with Wendy Newcomb's art. Well, it's a very pleasant painting, but, you know, there is something called Lorraine's Porch out there. It's not a coffee house, though. It's got to be a coffee house. But that's something. If anybody makes that Lorraine's Porch, remember to contact me when I, because uh, I'll, I'll have the picture of Lorraine on the porch. There's got to be a picture of Lorraine on the porch at Lorraine's Porch Cafe. So, you just gotta let me know. Alright, let's see here. Let's see, into the Super Chats we go. And, I'm gonna put this out. I'm going to put up the... Where is it? Where is the, the number? Special Hotline? Imaginary Friends. Alright, so you know the number, 914-200-0269, but this is our imaginary friends hotline, it's 914-369-1236. I have a couple of stories that were already just sent in to me. Listen to this. Frank, I was trying to call in on your show on YouTube, I had an imaginary friend who ended up being a real deceased person. Someone who died when I was two years old. 45 years later, her family tracked me down. I've got artifacts to back up the story. If interested, please contact me for the details. I've got legit proof that there is life after death. Okay, then. Thank you. Stormy. St I don't know. Stormy Daniels? It could be Stormy Daniels. No, it's a Stormy H. Oh, okay. I was going to say. It, it was Stormy. I going to a tirade about what you were doing to Donald Trump, madam. I'm, I, if, it was, if it said Stormy D, I would have deleted the email and I would have screamed in anger. <laughs> just the name is triggering. Let's see. Here's another one. Hey, Frank, I just listened to Wednesday night's show and that part about young children being more open to seeing through the veil and the little girl who saw the little girl crawling on the walls. I wanted to toss this little morsel of spookiness your way. My family and I used to live in a house that was built in 1918. It was Arnold House, obviously. Uh, oh, you mean maybe an old house, but it says Arnold. An Arnold House. It, it was, My house is an Arnold. It, this, <laughs> it has a garage door. You open it. Instead of going, it goes. Uh, it was one of those old Arnold houses. Yes, I know. 
You know the, the, the turn of the century ones? The Terminator house. It was an Arnold house, obviously. An old house, obviously, that had only minor renovations done prior to our short stay there. We would occasionally hear the pitter-patter of footsteps coming from the attic, but that was very sporadic and really only spooky thing that that would happen to us, except for the time I was playing with my daughter, who was barely three at the time, in the floor, on the floor of her bedroom. As we were sitting there, she looks up at the ceiling in the corner of the room next to the window, turns and looks at me and points to the spot and says, Sad girl, Daddy, she's so sad and then looks down and continues playing, like she didn't just scare the living hell out of me. Thankfully, we don't live in that house anymore. Hope you enjoyed this little nugget. As always, love the show. Keep up the great work. Uh, that And that is from Talon. Now, I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, that didn't become his little girl's imaginary friend. But as I played Anthony's imaginary friend uh, footage the other night, I never asked him if... Uh, and- Hold on. Do you have a second to sit down? I have a question for you. A quick question. Okay, so the other night we were talking... I have an imaginary friends line on right now. And the other night we were talking about ghosts and we were talking about things like that. And I asked asked the question about imaginary friends. Now, I told everybody about your imaginary friends... And I wanted to ask you, do you, do you know, did you have, did you see BB and Big Michael or was it really an imaginary friend? I had an idea of what they would look like. Like to me, I don't remember if I actually saw them, but I had like, they they were like, to me, they were kind of like a Bert and Ernie. Oh, okay. They, They were kind of like a Bert and Ernie. Like Big Michael was like, was bigger, broad shoulders. I kind of remember what they like, what I envisioned. Okay. And and, and um, BB was just like a smaller, kind of like a Bert type. Okay, so this was just uh, these were two images you painted in your mind, and you developed that way. These were not visions. No, I don't. I don't think they were visions. Okay. No. All right. I played them a little bit of your 1990 um, interactions with uh, them the other the other day when we were doing this, and I've I've had some some feedback of people who said that their imaginary friends actually turned out to be deceased people and ghosts. So I just, I never asked, I never asked you about that. Right. But I did tell everybody how, how they left. Just one day they had heart attacks. What was it? <laughs> that I, I remember, didn't, I, <laughs> I think I remember aunt Pam asking what happened to them. And I just said they had heart attacks. I, I was just, I just made up something. Just said, listen, they had to go. Yeah, I'm like, I wasn't talking to them anymore, and I'm like, all right, they're dead. <laughs> they wasn't talking to them. I, I just, that's just what it is. I wasn't. No, no. Just suddenly. In imaginary world. They're like, no, 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 no. But that's what it's like. You ever see that movie? You remember that movie, Drop Dead Fred? Yeah. That that movie kind of gets you at the end, where you, because you know, obviously, it's it, there's there's times to leave imaginary friends behind, but in that movie, it's like Fred. He had to go, and then suddenly she—he's you know somebody else's friend, at the end of the film or whatever. But um, that's in- okay. Well, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Thank you for I'll, the. Uh, I'll be in the next room. I'll, yeah. I'll come back if you need me. You got it. There you go. So, Matt, what do you think about that? Did you ever have any imaginary friends? No, I don't think I did. No. No. Well, we heard it from Anthony. That's a first-hand source right there. So we now we know what happened there. 
All right. Uh, Shotzi says, happy Friday with happy Matt. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you, Shotzi. Nick from Chicago says, hey, Frank, trying to super chat again. Emailed you a haunting story. Take care. Well, guess what, Nick? It works. The super chat works. And I've got a lot of things here. Now, I've got a couple of QR codes for you. The super chat. There's a little bit of a clearer one. If you want to send a super chat, to quite frankly, just put your phone, access your phone camera, point it at the screen, and you will see a link pop up around this box. Hit that, and you will be prompted to go and send a little message to the show. It will be read on air almost in real time. Now, as far as Nick from Chicago goes, yes, I did get that haunting story, and I am saving it for Halloween night when I'm on with... Uh, when I'm on with uh, Dr. Albert Taylor. Because, yeah, I have some follow-up questions with him about out-of-body experiences, but he's also a paranormal investigator. He has gone into that field as well over the decades that he's been active in this, in this, uh, in that, that way. And I definitely want to throw him that story about a pirate. Pirate, the, the haunting of a pirate, uh, by a pirate spirit, Matt. Steve the pirate. Steve the pirate. haunting you. So... That's what we have. All right, 914-369-1236. That's the imaginary phrase. Somebody out there has to have something. You got to call in. You have to have something. And then, of course, there is just the regular line that you call right now. 914-200-0269. Let's go on more with these Super Chats, shall we? Hold on a second. My... We got some calls coming in already, but I want to keep up with all this stuff. Fine, let's just do a call. Uh, five one seven, you're on the air. Hello, Frank. This is General Z. Hey, uh, um, hi. Hi. I had a pretty uh, fucked up encounter last night. Uh, General Z. General Z. Are you on? Am I on speakerphone, General Z? No, I'm on that Bluetooth. Spec. Okay, get the so, uh, you have to you have to lose the Bluetooth and just just go right up okay, to the receiver. Okay, let me go like this. Yes. Is that better? Of much better. That was horrible. Go okay. ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Apologies. Um, <clears throat> so I've been going through uh, some some suppressed repressed memories that uh, have always been in my mind just fucked up thoughts and convinced myself they're fucked up thoughts, but. In going through rabbit holes recently, I've come to find out that they're not fucked up thoughts. They're fucked up memories that have been created from my my grandfather, who is part of a. I'm not going to say the the certain societal group, but they performed some dormant rite of passage rituals on me while I was two, and uh, I've always thought they're fucked up thoughts and then i found out within the last couple months that they were more like actual fucked up memories and i went to a counseling session yesterday and they had me go through a two and a half hour breaking breaking code of disillusions of entities that are hidden from me um type of christian based process and uh the last night when i went to bed around 222 in the morning or 333 I went into a two-week-long deep REM sleep where in my deep REM, I woke up, but I was still stuck in REM. And I went through my day-to-day -day routine of, of life, picking up friends, calling in, talking to you, so on and so forth. And um, 
I experienced Halloween already. And every time I went back into sleep while still in the deep REM, I was being attacked and chased and beaten on and fighting with, um, without marshmallow punches. Like I was actually really able to punch in my, in the sequence. And I was, I was fighting demons, demonic entities, uh, pedophile individuals. My late uncle, who was a sick pedophile fuck that warped me as a child. And, uh, and I called, I called, uh, a couple months back and I told you about the story where I fell into a river with my friends and had to call out to Jesus, God, to save us. And we were on the riverbanks and the angels were standing behind us all. And the angel told us that even in our dreams, I can call upon the Holy Spirit, call upon God to save us. Remember that call? I think. Okay, well, I was not able to do that last night. And I woke up this morning with like my entire bottom jaw feeling as if I was in a bare knuckle fight where like it let my right jaw is still okay. numb all right to okay all right all right numb. all right all right well general let me okay because we i, I have we've got to get to a conclusion of this call i can see that you have you've gone through a pretty intense uh um, a, a, hold on yeah. i can see you've gone through a pretty intense experience in uh, in a subconscious and unconscious state i know as you said that there is some sort of a uh, a therapy edge to it that you're doing a little bit of deep programming and all that stuff what 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 is the conclusion that you're um, what, what do you just want to say very concisely right now based on all these uh, these things that you're working on right now and the, that you're experiencing what what do you want to the, the point you want to get across I'm'm uh, um, um, I'm in fear of falling back asleep tonight of going to sleep like ever again like full-on Freddy Krueger teenagers in the nightmare on Elm Street scenario I'm like terrified to go back to sleep even though i know i got the holy spirit watching over me and i have full faith in jesus christ as my savior and all of that i mean he wouldn't he wouldn't present himself to me driving in fog in a minivan if he's not there with me all the time walking with me as my living witness for when i go to be judged i'm gonna call upon my living witness god before you judge me my living witness where's he at to you know represent me in the trueness of my heart and soul and I, I, I don't know. Conclusion, dot, 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 to be continued. I don't know. I'm well, afraid well, to go to sleep. Well, listen. I but think... I saw the next two weeks. Like, I only slept for like two and a half hours. Okay, so hold on. I, so, I already experienced Halloween. All right, all right, hold on. I already saw that. All right, all right, all right. So, General, here's the last thing, because because i got to move on to other callers. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, number, number one. I I don't know I don't know what to tell you as far as if I was in a situation if what you're describing right now in any form was happening to me even to a lesser degree I would have reservations about going to sleep I I don't uh, I don't blame you for feeling that 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 uneasiness but I just hope that I'm praying for you uh, that we that you have a a, a good night and you're able to uh, keep yourself calm enough and you you're able to push past this and at least get some some uh some peace there i don't know i don't know what the the fix for that is it seems you like you're already very immersed in your faith and so you don't need me to tell you to to pray and right. to to lean on that but as far as you said you've already lived the next two weeks what can you tell us happens in the next two weeks give us give us something very very quick i saw a chaotic 
type of market crash. Like, I don't know if it was like a crypto market or if it was like a, a food supply chain market, but it was, it was, it was bad enough that it seemed like, like I was, I was, I was in full belief that I was awake grouping up with my, with my neighbors and we were figuring out our, okay, this is where, who's on watch tonight, who's on watch tomorrow night. And we were all, we were going through the segment of watch clock or watch, you know, watches throughout the days and night. Cause I live in a small community of like five to 700 and we are the last remaining Republican heartbeat in our County. And, uh, yeah, it, it, there, right. that, there was that. So there was an, um, there was an, you said there's just some kind of ec- economic calamity that's coming our way. Was. Okay. Oh, and yep. the other and, night. And I wanted to see numbers because I dream, like when I dream, it's in full fullness. Like I'm sitting right here talking on the phone. Like, you know, there's a 10% of me can questionable on even if this is the real that I'm supposed to be living or whatever. And I saw numbers. And I wrote the numbers down, and so I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to buy a Powerball ticket and a Mega Million ticket. You know, it was a sequence of six numbers. Well, what, and, what are the numbers? I'd like to know them. Oh, let me. I had Hold on. I, told I did buy them. I'll tell them to you. I don't care. Okay, you know, email me then. Email me then. Email me. I, I, I can't do email shit. That stuff's so... I, I grew up knowing that the internet was going to be the downfall of society, regardless of the benefits that it does have, that I do acknowledge that there are benefits. Right. Okay. So, 22, okay. 32, 37, 58, 62, and 7. 1, 2, 32, 37, 58, and what? No. 22, 32, 37, 58, 62, and 7 was the final sixth number, the the Powerball or Mega Ball number. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'm not taking. I'm not going to go play the lotto or anything like that. I just think that no, num- but n- listeners might. Who well, knows? Well, hey, wouldn't it be fucked up if like if there's 25 well, people won? Well, general, split up. general. I, I really, I really hope you have a really uh, a, a better night than you have. Keep in touch with the show. Thank you so much for that. And I wanted to just get the numbers on the record because I know a few other people out there will put those down. Matt, you're killing me. That was uh, the. Uh, they, I know that a few people are going to write that down and you just don't know where they're going to pop up now of course if six people from this audience have to split the jackpot for the next Powerball then we know that that was uh, exactly what it was supposed to be but who knows where those numbers pop up jeez Louise I know it's a little I know Matt it's a little when you hear somebody mention Jesus driving a, a minivan it can some it can sometimes be jarring all right let's take a call caller you're on the air hello hello you hello you call me what you want oh oh i'm sorry is this the you call my place you order is it we have very good delicacies here so you order now okay what you want? I, i'd like some fried wontons Okay. And I, I, get, I get some uh, crab rangoon. Does that sound good? Give him the fucking poo-poo platter. The poo-poo Very good. We have very, very good sejuan, too. 
Szechuan, you know, a sea lion. A sea lion? Sea lion, no sea lion. Yes. Sea lion. Oh. Very good delicacy. Sea lion. You like, you order. So is this is this because I I had a wrong number before? Do I owe you this? You call my place, you order. There's no question. If you call, you order. All right. Okay. So so more crab. Get me two orders of crab rangoon, and uh, okay. and, and throw in throw in some Peking duck. Duck. You no want feline. No, no, no feline. Not tonight, please. Okay. Order on way. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> what is happening? It's a Friday night in late October. That's what's <laughs> that's what's happening. <sighs> Who's next? Oh my gosh! Well, caller, you're on the air. I hope I'm not jumping up. Hey! Oh hey! No, no, Cheap no fries. What's going on there? Give me pizza. Or give me death. I mean, I'm telling you. Wow, John! I can't walk on water. Hey, Matt, how's the new job? Are you are you a general yet? No, not yet. John, you you sound a little bit far. Get a little bit closer to the receiver, John. Uh, Where's that? I don't know. Into the into the microphone. There you go. Oh, I gotta put it on speaker because my phone sucks. Oh, dirt. Uh, am I all right now? A lot better. Okay, so you wanted to congratulate Matt on the new job? Oh, you did that last week too. No, no, I wanted to see how he did this week. I thought he might have, you know, you know, like excelled through the thing. So. Oh, he's excelling. Well, I think so. Haven't been reprimanded yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had a Jesus story in a car one time, and I just want, and it wasn't a thing, and it was, it was a deal, a real deal. I was going down to clean the, the gutters. Okay, I'll try and make it as short as possible. But it's a long story. Uh, wait, uh, here I go. Wait, I, wait, wait. I'm driving. Right, I got, I got a 1970 fucking Dodge Dart, right, and I got a fucking a couple pieces of foam on a roof and a ladder. I'm going to clean the gutters on my grandma's house, right? Uh huh. And I'm coming down the road, and there's fucking snow and shit and crap and stuff. And I hit a kid, right? Wait, wait. You he hit. I'm running right across. a little kid come running across the road. I, I'm slowing down. It's, it's snowing. <laughs> there's sand on the road. Shit, this and that, right? And boom. How b- Ladder on the roof, 1970, whatever, however, right? Uh, you know, everything went good. Shit happened. He was okay. Just concussion wobber, right? Stupid, crazy shit because wait. you shouldn't have a little kid wait. across the road. Wait, wait. You hit a kid. Uh, yeah. So you no said. You said. Punched him down the road. Broke my grill in my dent in my hood. He dented your hood, broke his grill, and all he got was a concussion? Yeah. But the person that was right behind me was trying to leave the scene of the accident and had to run them down, right, to, you know, say, hey, I'm not trying to kill a kid. The thing ran out in front of me, you know, I had to witness everything, whatever. Yeah, really scary. But so that's that's just that story. The kid was okay, everything else, all right? Okay. But the story with the Jesus thing, it was I was driving around, right, and I picked up a hitchhiker, and it was like Jesus. And he told me everything would be okay. And he says, go back to the hospital and check. And I did. And I, you know, I drove around town, whatever. You know what I mean? And then, and I was young. I was like 17 or something, right? 
And I, I went to the hospital and I went in there. They almost wanted to arrest me because I was telling the story and I was just trying to find out. And then they couldn't tell me because of HIPAA. Willie, Willie, just like it's Willie, a little kid day. You know? Wait, this stuff that that in itself, the the fact that this story had as just an appetizer. But no, I picked up Jesus as a hitchhiker. That's what I'm trying to say. You you you, you gloss you glossed over that and you started talking about your experience at the hospital. What do you mean you picked up Jesus as a hitchhiker? Yeah, I gave him a ride, and he told me it'd be okay. He said, go in there. Where did you... Okay, where, oh, okay, okay, Willie. Sorry, I Willie, that part. Willie, yeah, st sorry. stick with me. Stick with me. Wait, right, so, so, so the kid the kid gets... He gets taken to the hospital, and you... Dr yeah, you, yeah. I, I talked to the other guy, and I made the report, and I wasn't arrested or nothing or this and that, but so, I was all freaked out, and I wasn't cleaning gutters that day. Okay. I think I took the... Ladder off my roof, and I dropped it in my grandma's house where I was supposed to do this shit. Okay. And I was just driving around, freaking out, oh where we ought to kill the kid. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, my God. And then I picked up this guy hitchhiking, right? Whatever. He kind of looked Jesus-ish. But back in those days, <laughs> you know, uh, there was long hair guys around. Well, <laughs> but he told me to go back to the house. I went back there, and everything was good. And it was just, it's a fucked up scene, though. It was a thing. Oh, boy. So, okay, so... so yeah. So what I don't forget what my point was, I tried to make it good after the fact. At least we're not in World War Three and Bidenomics is, uh, you know, like, we're all going to eat good. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm trying to make it good. Oh, we got a new good guy. No, uh, all right. Well, yes, th well that's listen, that's one hell of a story. One hell of a story, Willie. Thank you so much. for. I tell you. He it ain't no joke, man. No, I know. It's, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. I, I had to do that. I'm going nuts <clears> right now. I, I, you know, when he calls in, usually, you know, you just let him roll, and because he's a little unmanageable sometimes, but he's just a really positive energy. He's got a story I really, really want to hear, and and that's the night he becomes impossible mm. to because all. I, I mean, I guess we got everything we needed, but we're getting it in like a roundabout ways. Okay, he was he was Jesus-ish. A lot of guys had long hair back then. I'd like to know. Okay, so he made the report. He hits a kid. He makes a report with the police. They don't have him under arrest. The kid jumped out into the the uh, the, the street. He's allowed to go along his way. I have to assume that along the way he sees a hitchhiker, has long shaggy hair. Picks him up, tells him exactly what just happened. The guy gives him some sage advice to go to the hospital and make sure that the child is all right. And it was very Christ-like of him. And maybe it was Jesus. Maybe it was Jesus, or maybe it was a Jesus-ish <clears throat> guy with shaggy hair. Could have been his guardian angel. Whew. Wow. Wow. John from Connecticut was right shot out of a cannon tonight. And he really had some gold right there that I wanted to... Man, oh, man. All right, let's take a really quick break. When we come back, I want to watch these some of these pharmaceutical commercials because they're going to be, they're funny, they really, well, and they're shocking actually. Just to look back over the years and see what's been on television, and uh, and, and meanwhile, Camel Joe is not allowed to be advertised anywhere. That's the that's the thing you got to keep in mind when we do these together. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Represent inmates. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> 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 Too much to say. Whoa.
work at it, you stick with it. Welcome to your Perpetual Health Minute, brought to you by Quite Frankly. You may have seen the recent headlines of a Harvard study showing an increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes with as little as two servings of red meat per week. There's a lot you need to know about this study, but let me just hit the top three. During his directorship at the Harvard School of Public Health, one of the lead authors of this study secured donations from companies or groups interested in promoting vegetarian products or the vegetarian lifestyle in general. Number two, the definition of red meat in this study included sandwiches and lasagna, which are two high carb foods. So this is the problem with using food frequency questionnaires in nutrition science. And the last thing, this study is an associational study. It just observes a population. So by definition, it cannot inform on causation. This is why the public is so confused when it comes to nutrition research. If you want the truth, when it comes to public health, this study belongs lining the bottom of a birdcage. If you like this video, please sign up to the new Perpetual Health Rumble channel. You can also find us at perpetualhealth.substack.com. Thank you so much for watching. Back to the show. You're listening to Quite Frankly. I'm Ernie McCracken. When I found out little Billy here was growing up without a daddy, I had to do something. When Big Earn saw our picture in the paper, he called the Unified Fund and got involved. I had to. I couldn't help myself. But little Billy's not the only one. There's also a little Jason here. Once again this year, I'll be sponsoring a fatherless family in every city I bowl with. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, Mr. McCracken's already there. <laughs> Jonathan, we're going to fly pattern all the way to the goal line. Tennessee! Kentucky! Find beach! Deeper, Jonathan. It's a tough world. These kids nearly got munson but they're back now. Through the Unified Fund, I found out that if you give a little, you can get back a whole lot more. Mm. That was not smooth at all. Bad, bad transition, Frank. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch Kingpin again soon. I love that movie. Matt, you ever seen Kingpin? No. Nah, what's it about? You, you come on. You had to have. Of course, you, bro. You had to have. All right, so For Matt, free on YouTube, actually. Are you ready, Matt, to do a little of this? Uh, of these pharmaceutical commercials. I know a lot of them will probably say side effects are death. Well, here's what I got for you. Or things that can cause death, like a heart attack and ruptured fucking organs or something. I saw this the other day when I was watching a little bit of football. Um, I think it was about a week or two ago I saw this. It was a... Um, well, I actually, that one is the second one I'm going to play for you. 
But when I saw the second one that I'm going to play for you, I, I put it out for the internet. And I put it on to Twitter and a few other places. I said, listen, we've all had to stomach these terrible commercials over the years. And you know what? Drugs are drugs. I know somebody's going to manufacture them. They're going to be made available to, uh, to, to doctor's offices and all that stuff. So, but when it comes to... What the hell is that sound? You hear that? Oh, it's the sound of poor Chester. Oh. It's the mariachi music again. Um, but people started sending me their, like, their most memorable drug commercials. The first one we got over here, just incredible. Here is uh, the Abilify commercial. It's depression, the depression umbrella. You ready for this? Here we go. Take a listen to this one. It's me, and here's my depression. Before I started taking Abilify, I was taking an antidepressant alone. Most days I could get out from under and carry on, but other days I still struggled with my depression. I was handling it, but sometimes it still dragged me down. I'd been feeling stuck for a long time. Mm. So I talked to my doctor, and she added Abilify to my antidepressant. She said it could help with my depression, and that some people had symptom improvement as early as one to two weeks. I'm glad I talked to her. I wish I'd done it sooner. Now I feel more in control of my depression. Abilify is now for everyone. Call your doctor if your depression worsens or you have unusual changes in behavior or thoughts of suicide. Antidepressants can increase these in children, teens, and young adults. Elderly dementia patients taking Abilify have an increased risk of death or stroke. Call your doctor if you have high fever, stiff muscles, and confusion to address a possible life-threatening condition. You know, all the things that we get at these things, the stiff muscles thing really kills me. Uh, like, what is it? Like, are you becoming stone? You know, st I, I, yeah, like, what is it? Turning into calcium. Something like that. But this is one thing. Um, th they also say that you you can gain a lot of weight. I, I'm just going to jump ahead to a lot of the... the the uh, side effects or if you have uncontrollable muscle movements as these could become permanent uncontrollable muscle movements you have those Matt my, Matt there they are I need to take that for that side effect high blood sugar has been reported with the and medicines like it and in extreme cases can lead to coma or death other wow. risks include increased cholesterol weight gain decrease so it can, it can make your blood sugar shoot up and it can make you gain weight, which, listen, which is another reason why. Don't worry, because if you gain weight, because the Abilify, then you can always go on Jardiance to lower your A1C. Mm -hmm. This is the one that just came out, and I am beside myself. I have type 2 diabetes, but I manage it well. It's a little pill with a big story to tell. I take one daily Jardiance. Why don't you take a once daily jog? <laughs> that, that, if you just did that for a little while. <laughs> works 24-7 in your now, body to flush out some sugar. And for adults with type 2 diabetes and known heart disease. Now listen. We ha don't have sugar. We have to. It's flushing out of the sugar that the Abilify caused. But you've got to see the the, the, the fine print on this is incredible. I'm going to get us you and I out of the way over here. You got to read the fine print. Jardians can lower the risk of cardiovascular death too. Jardians may cause serious side effects, including ketoacidosis. That may look symptoms of ketoacidosis include nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, 
tiredness, and trouble breathing. It continues. Be fatal. Dehydration that can lead to sudden worsening of kidney. Dehydration can make you feel dizzy, faint, lightheaded, or weak upon standing. Defunction and genital yeast or urinary tract. Genital yeast infection can can occur in men or women. Infections. A rare life-threatening bacterial infection in the skin of the perineum could. Now this is the big one. Skin of the perineum. You know what that is, right? It's that around the the arsehole. What? Look at the look at the the. Um, How is that a side effect? Here is the. The, the, what do you the, insert the it into your anus? The fine print. Look, the perineum is the area between the anus and the genitals. Oh, the S- taint. Symptoms, symptoms of infection include fever, feeling weak or tired, pain, tenderness, swelling, or redness in the genitals and the area around them. A taint infection. Something like that. Can you imagine going to take you? You want to lower your A1C because you want to, you want to lose some weight and get your diabetes under control, and you you get like. You get like gangrene of the taint. Jardians and call your doctor right away if you have symptoms of this infection, ketoacidosis, or an allergic reaction. And don't take it. Call anybody if you have a rash, swelling, difficulty breathing, or swallowing. Because you know, <laughs> you know, you know, this happened. This happened to somebody. I just just get so out of hand. Like, just give everyone a call if you're dead or something. Like, call a doctor. Call a doctor if you die. Insulin may cause low blood sugar. And big, you put it in your anus. It's a very big story to tell. Little pill with a very big story. Th- these are Broadway productions, and we can't see Camel Joe on billboards anymore. It's it makes no sense. Now I'm not saying go. Uh, I want to be bombarded with tobacco commercials either. But if you're going to kill one, then my God, this is completely inappropriate. Yeah, at least you know cigarettes take a long time to kill you. Usually, do you remember the? Uh, you remember the Nasonex commercial with Antonio Banderas as the B? No. You don't remember this? This one's a short one. Listen to this. Coming. That glorious season. Of did he just say I'm coming? Just yet. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what they did. I'm coming. I'm coming. It is coming. With that glorious season of nasal congestion. <laughs> Discover Nasonex. Some furate monohydrate, the only prescription nasal spray approved to relieve nasal congestion due to seasonal allergies. Nosebleeds, infections of the nose and throat, and slow wound healing may occur. Do not. Slow wound healing. What the fuck does that mean? It, it lowers your healing. It's like you, you'd be the opposite of Wolverine. Use Nasonex until your nose is healed from any sore, surgery, or injury. Eye problems, including glaucoma or cataracts, may occur. You might get glaucoma from this. You might get glaucoma from this. <laughs> it may occur. Have regular eye exams. Nasonex can increase your risk of getting infections. Avoid contact with infections like chickenpox or measles while using Nasonex. Side effects may include headache, viral infections, sore throat, and coughing. Why suffer? Ask your doctor about Nasonex. Why suffer when you can really suffer? Yes. Try a Nasonex. Put my shit up your nose. Don't you want my shit right up your nose? Smell it. Smell smell my shit. Smell my bee shit right up your nose. You've never smelled shit like this before. All right, now here's a Rick Salty commercial. Rick Salty, these stupid fucking names. No, dude, this one is crazy. This is the antidepressant for the antidepressant. So make this one makes you more depressed. I, no, this is the one you take when the first... I mean, watch. This is the antidepressant sandwich. Even when I was with the people I love, I was masking my depression. 
I was taking an antidepressant, but my depression symptoms still made me feel isolated. Is it just me? It's not just you. Many people experience a partial response to their antidepressant. Let's add Rexalti. When added to an antidepressant, Rexalti was proven to reduce depression symptoms 62% more than the antidepressant alone. So you can build... So it's like nitrous oxide? You know, like in Fast and Furious, when everybody boosts their cars with nitrous, it's like if the first drug they gave you doesn't do well enough, they designed this one to, like, push you over the edge. Yeah, this one made doctors look straight up like fucking uh, drug dealers right there. You see how quick she was? She's like, oh, let's just add this to your drug list. This is almost like uh, John Goodman in that, that movie Flight. <clears throat> when he comes in, he comes in to help Denzel Washington. He, he has all the... He has all the drugs. He's getting him ready for the congressional hearing. He comes into the, you know. I only saw that once or twice. I don't remember that. Comes in to level him out. On your progress. Rexalti can cause serious side effects. Elderly dementia patients have increased risk of death or stroke. Antidepressants may increase suicidal thoughts and actions and worsen depression in children and young adults. Report fever, stiff muscles, and confusion, which can be life-threatening, or uncontrolled muscle movements, which may be permanent. In Again with the muscle twitches and the... Oh, he's on the Rexalti. Cholesterol. I'm happy though. That's, that's, that's Matt. That's that's yeah. That's our friend Matt. He's he's been through a lot. He's on the Rexalti. He's he was a lot worse. Trust us. High blood sugar, low white blood cells, unusual urges, dizziness on standing, falls, seizures, trouble swallowing, or sleepiness may occur. When depression sets you back, keep moving forward. Ask your doctor about adding. Yeah. So there you go. That's if your antidepressant is depressed. Ask your do doctor for Rexulti. That's when the antidepressant is depressed. It's like inception. Now, this is something incredible. Now, I think this is just for psoriasis. This is the Skyreezy. Uh, the thing I don't get about this is the music that they, that they use. Take a listen to this one. I have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now, they're Skyreezy. With Skyreezy, three out of four people achieve 90% clearer skin at four months after just two doses. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms. So apparently infections you got to watch out for because you can either get infections from this and or l your body's ability to fight new infections can go away. So it's it's a it's an immunocompromising substance for some people. And then they they top it off with this weird song. What the hell does this mean? Not a vaccine or plan to. your dermatologist about sky Rizzi. learn how Abby it's my moment so I just gotta say nothing is everything what does that mean what? cancels itself out what's the nothing are they talking about the, the 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 body's ability to inability to fight infection nothing is everything what does that mean it's a psoriasis psoriasis commercial does it mean no more psoriasis is everything to maybe that's what it is uh, Mark Swan just texted me. He said, what are unusual urges? I, I mean, we're going to get into that next. Here's the, you remember this one? This is one, this one for a couple of years ago. This is from Ambien, the control release commercial. These are all about a minute long because they're made for television. Take a listen to this. When morning comes in the middle of the night, 
it affects your entire day. To get a good night's sleep, try two-layer Ambient CR. The first layer dissolves quickly to help you fall asleep. And unlike other sleep aids, a second dissolves slowly to help you stay asleep. That reminds me of the, um, of the lethal injection, where they, they give you three different drugs. Yeah, one to make you feel nice and one to... They put you out, then one paralyzes you, then the other one stops your heart. Because yeah, God forbid if you, you know, when you have to put someone to death, you don't, you know, do it in a way that doesn't hurt them. And that's not to say that, that um, listen, anybody who has insomnia, uh, it, it would get to a point really, really quick that I would think... I would think about taking anything if you promised me that I'd be going to sleep and that, that craziness, that delirium is gone again. But you, you look at these trade-offs. Would you take the blue pill? What do you mean? Would you take a pill if it would make you become a club-footed liberal? No. No, no. That, that's easy to avoid. When taking Ambien CR, don't drive or operate machinery. Sleepwalking and eating or driving while not fully awake with memory loss for the event, as well as abnormal behaviors such as being more Wait, outgoing or aggressive. Wait, can you go... Go back. Did it say it makes you wake up and drive your car while you were asleep? Sleepwalking, driving cars with a, with no memory of the event. Well, I've done that. <laughs> Whenever I drive back from upstate, I don't know how the fuck I did it. You zone out. With memory loss for the event, as well as oh, sleepwalking and eating or driving while not fully awake. With memory loss for the event, as well as abnormal behaviors such as being more outgoing or aggressive than normal, confusion, agitation, and hallucinations may occur. Don't take it with alcohol, as it may increase these behaviors. Alert. It turns you into like a aggressively becoming aggressively outgoing. <laughs> aggressively outgoing. It makes you ticklish. It forces you into prostitution. I would love it. It would be great if it's just like, you know, if the worst that you got with the side effects is ticklishness, you know, just makes you really ticklish where you're just always giggling. No, that's that's horrible, too. It's like the, the laughing curse. All right. Now, here's one last one. Here's one last one. Here is the the Chantix. Now, I remember I was feeling these I'm Ray from Chantix. That's the thing he did, right, Ray Liotta? Hey, this is Ray of fucking Chantix. You want to fucking quit fucking... <laughs> you want to quit smoking? Yeah, Ray Liotta did Chantix. I remember, I remember looking at the side effect label on this when I was filling prescriptions in high school and college. Is one of them death? Because Ray Liotta died. Dude, well, I mean, who, who knows what the hell's going on there? I don't think that was Chantix, though. I wouldn't make that claim. Could have been a fucking Chantix. But, but, but people could be driven to do things that would lead them to death on Chantix. Because it's, there's been more than enough of this on the market, more than enough experience with it to know what this was. Uh, listen to this. Herb quit smoking with Chantix and support. Talk to your doctor about Chantix and a support plan that's right for you. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, and suicidal thoughts or actions while taking or after stopping Chantix. If you notice agitation, hostility, depression, or changes in behavior, thinking, or mood that are not typical for you, or if you develop suicidal thoughts or actions, stop taking Chantix and call your doctor right away. Talk to your doctor about any history of depression or other mental health problems, which can get worse while taking Chantix. Some people can have allergic or serious skin reactions to Chantix, some of which can be life-threatening. If you notice swelling of face, mouth, throat, or a rash, stop taking Chantix and see your doctor right away. I would just like to say we are 45 seconds into this commercial, which is only a hun a 1 minute and 20 seconds long. And the 45 seconds we are in, only the first maybe 6 to 7 seconds or so 
was about what Chantix what Chantix has done for this particular yeah, guy. Things the side effects. Jesus. Christ. Tell your doctor which medicines you're taking, as they may work differently when you quit smoking. Chantix dosing may be different if you have kidney problems. The most common side effect is nausea. Patients also reported trouble sleeping and vivid, unusual, or strange dreams. Until you know how Chantix may affect you, use caution when driving or operating machinery. Chantix should not be taken with other quit smoking products. There you go. The entire commercial is all the reasons why you shouldn't take it. You can't smoke if you're dead. I mean, wow. So I wonder, like, if that's a classic. If uh, medications like this, it's like a placebo thing, where like it may cause depression, and people take it, and they like just remember they heard that, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm depressed now." Well, um, here's a here's a very uplifting one for you. This is when Anthony and Mike released a um, released their own medication back in around 2007. This was called uh, the Herpes Slurpee. Mike wanted to make sure that everybody out there who had herpes had a a way out, and this is what they came up with. I have herpes, and I don't. And and we, we want to keep, keep it, it that way. way. On the other hand, he has a Slurpee, and I don't. I don't want to share. Hi, how you doing? I'm Dr. West Bloom, and here at the clinic, we find a whole bunch of problems, including herpes. Herpes is the most number one problem in the world, and a brand new line of Slurpees can help. Side effects may include explosive diarrhea, extreme vomiting, bleeding from the heart and kidneys, lung damage, eye cartilage broken, ear falling off, fingers brittle and broken, leathery skin and eyebrows off, slippery toes, heart failure, a minor headache, nail wreckage, bleeding from the human asshole, bleeding from the eyes, holes and fingers, mozzarella cheese, applesauce with a tangle of cherries, snappers and evens. Hi, I like to put an order in for delivery. I like a large cheese pie, a family size of fried calamari, a genuine chicken salad, a lobster salad, chicken soup, your house salad, a chef salad, a cop salad, three wontons, an apple pie, and some juice. Brutally murdered, stabbed in the chest 54 times, shot in the head 12 times, eaten by a shark, swallowed by a gator. Fuck Raz. Creative innovations is annoying, but your salad, ice cream, soda, creamsicle. Creamsicle. The new herpes slurping brought to you by Zadaz New York. There you go. Leathery skin, eyebrows off. <laughs> creamsicle, dreamsicle. I love that. I love the ending right there. The new herpes slurpee. By Zanalza, New York. All right. Wow. Wow. No more, uh, no more cigarette smoking cowboys. That's not allowed, though. So. No, no. Glad we got to do this. All right, let's go to uh, Pill.net, our home on Pill.net, which makes the wonderful home that we have at QuiteFrankly.tv possible. Here we go. NJSF, thank you. Cave Toad says, happy Friday, Frank, Matt, and frankly, friends. Robert Sarns, Cave Toad says, okay, have Matt fess up. Where did he get that shirt? Where'd you get that shirt, Matt? My girlfriend got it for me. What is it, Mr. Clean? I can't see it. At Mount Vernon. Or William. Oh, it's a George. George Washington. It says history buff. My gosh. On it. On it. Joe M., NASA equals lies. That's true, Jome. Porpoiseful, thank you. Tempo 420 says, howdy all. Sean Joe, thank you. Brew Bark says, Frank, did you ever ask Timothy Alberino if he packs heat on his jungle excursions? I should. But here's the thing. Cats. I, I cannot imagine it's going to be very easy for someone like Timothy to be able to um, to carry firearms into a... I have to imagine that once he gets there, 
some of his friends would say you you want to carry a rifle or you know give me one of those shotguns i i have to imagine that would be one pain in the ass to bring any kind of a firearm from montana to peru but i'll ask him it's a great question because i would definitely not go into I, I, you can't i mean i would tell you if you're going into a a forest a jungle if you you don't have a firearm with you you're you're stupid i would never do it unless i was armed um there's just too much there's too much that you would need deterrent for and i'm thinking mostly animals i'm not talking about like you know uh guerrilla warfare or anything like that sean joe thank you and paulie says my godmother aunt lorraine is 98 another lorraine with wonderful longevity jay jewel says thank you frank you absolutely made lorraine's evening isn't she great my heart is so happy we love her and everybody else did too we all love lorraine i can't wait to get that picture of her on her porch joe m says it just got real paulie again says tell the general wear a hat to bed and find his hands in his dreams well, it sounds like he found his hands, Paulie. It sounds like he's uh, he, he was a lot more uh, it was a lot more lucid than usual, as he said that the punching was not marshmallow hands. That was the first time that Matt heard uh, the the story of Jesus driving the the minivan, though. So he was. No, kinda... I heard it before. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah. It, it okay. It, oh, it just it just just hit you. Yeah, well, if you, you, if when it comes up, the, the, you have to get ready for that. People are experiencing some pretty crazy things out there, and you just don't know. Sometimes it's shocking. C. Blanche says, I be late. Thank you, C. Blanche. Godspeed. Hope all gets uh, you all get undepressed. I think we're doing fine. And Secret Weapon says, thanks, Frank, and hey, Matt. What's up? Okay, that's it. That's all we have on that end. Let me make sure that I got everybody else on uh, the Rumble Rants. I think we have. Oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. We have not. This fucking ray of fucking Chantix. Selling the farm says, I was touched by your guest. I knew America was headed the wrong direction when I saw Jesus in the glass jar full of urine at the Smithsonian in D.C. What? It's been the highway to hell for America now. Yeah, that's... When the, did that happen? Well, that's the that was the that terrible piss Christ uh, exhibit where they put the... They, that, was, that was the art exhibit. They just put a crucifix inside of a, a jar of urine. That was, that was the art. That, that was old there, too. I, I remember before that, around the same time, in New York, they had the, um, the Virgin Mary that was painted in, in dung and, like, elephant crap or something like that. Jay Semo said, and, and, that's, and I'm glad that we got that, that, that um, question in with Lorraine because it's one thing for somebody that's born in, you know, somebody like us, we're considered, like, older millennial types, to comment as we're getting into our late 30s and our 40s now where we're becoming you know we're becoming the heads of the household and all and the heads of the family and the the main providers that we're, we're looking down at the the children coming up and we're passing judgment in ways that people used to pass judgment on us it's like oh okay now you're the boomer or something like that it's different than that it's a lot different first of all i don't think i think that we're pretty fair in our assessments number one 
obviously we have our biases and we we, we come from different uh, generations so there's always going to be that little bit of a stylistic disconnect and everything else but when it comes to someone like Lorraine who's born in 1923 she's a great grandmother three times over or so and I mean her her eldest child is 80 years old that is a lot of opportunity to be an adult watching children be born come into their own and them becoming adults as well so you can see a lot of children getting raised in your time and you can see generational differences that has nothing to do with you just being older you know and for him for her to say that the younger gen the, the young generations are getting worse i think that is i think that's some that's a pretty valuable insight there Obviously, youth is going to be rebellious. It's part of growing up. You've got to rebel against authority. you got to learn your lessons, and you just got to do your own thing and, and, and whatever. But I think that is pretty telling. So I made sure I got that one in. Uh, Jay Seno says, damn, I was tied up and just joined, but here's to you and Matt. I'll watch the whole show tomorrow. Love, Matt. He's your Ed McMahon to your Johnny Carson. Oh, man. Thank you so much for that. That's a Vince McMahon. You know, Ed McMahon was actually born in 1923 as well. Was he? And Ed McMahon is buried in uh, on Secor Road in in Hartsdale. Is he? Uh, where is that? Heaven's Gate. Where is that? In Hartsdale? No, Heaven's Gates in Hawthorne. Or is he in? Is he in St. Mary's Cemetery? He's around here. Ed McMahon wasn't Ed McMahon from here? Babe Ruth's in uh, St. Mary's. Uh, I didn't. I don't. He may. Yeah, he Hold probably on. was. Ed Mc. You might be, you know, you're thinking of Ed Sullivan. Ed Hold Sullivan on, wait a second. went to Porchester High School. Wait a second. Hold on. Actually, Ed Sullivan grew and lived oh, up right around Ed the, McMahon uh, was the road Detroit? from there. Did he live here? I know Ed Sullivan was around here. Yeah, maybe he dropped off a couple checks over here, but I don't think he lived there. Hold on. He brought, you know, the public r- publisher's uh, clearinghouse sweepstakes. Ed McMahon... Oh no! And he no no yeah. You were talking just about him. Yeah. About Ed uh, Sullivan. Ed Sullivan he lives then. Uh, down the road over there. Because he's in he's in he's buried in Los Angeles yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Ed, well, I knew about Ed Sullivan, but well, for some reason I thought both of them were from around here. Never mind. Thank you for that, Jay Semo. Well, who else do we have? We got a little bit more. Jay Semo again. I worked on Abilify filings to the FDA. Not very proud of that now. Well, you know, it's, it's, there's always the, the people who have been helped in some way, and, and those hopefully those cases where somebody is on something for a very short time, they're off, and, they, and they've been able to stabilize their lives and not have to carry a pill bottle around with them forever or plan their day around their dosage. You know, I, 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 hopefully, and I know that there are cases like that out there. And like I said before, with, like with the Ambien, you could be in a situation where you're so uncomfortable that anything is better than that, at least for the time being, at least so that you can plan for what the hell to do next. Um, you know, if I haven't been there, I'm not going to judge people off the bat, but this is more so about how the airways are saturated. We can talk about what is actually in the drugs and what they do and the side effects and how dependent we are uh, on them as a nation and as a, as a planet in very startling ways. But the way that the that the media is saturated with this stuff is wholly inappropriate. Even if the drugs were completely inert, or if they were completely benevolent, if they were health promoting, that they didn't just they 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 just 
increased overall health across the board. There was no way to disprove it. They were wonderful, miraculous things. Uh, if they are going to be administered by professionals, then the professionals should know about them, should know how to administer them, and that will be it. When you go to see your doctor, they'll know exactly what may help you because they should know you well. But when you go to the public and say, hey, go to your doctor and ask about this drug, I, I think that is completely unnecessary and inappropriate. Isn't the doctor good enough? Shouldn't the doctor know what's out there and what might help their patients? I, I'm completely against drug, um, drug advertising. All right, over here on um, quitefranklysuperchat.com, uh, big, biggest dickus says I'm gay. Okay, so another person came out tonight. Matt should be happy with that. People just coming into their own. Uh, here is a uh, super chat from famous Austrian painter. Ooh. Famous Austrian painter said, I'm very sorry to hear about your war hero, Ulysses S. Grant, being demonized. I know... Was Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. I know that must. Uh, I know how that must feel, but I would love to help Fraulein Lorraine with her paintings. My famous Munich courtyard masterpiece will be great inspiration. This guy sounds he sounds familiar. Yeah, he sounds mischievous. He sounds like a mischievous guy. Car Guys New England says hi Frank. Entertaining show this evening. My wife Shayla and I enjoy your Friday shows. I hope I said that right. Shayla or Shayla? Sheila. Time to play uh, those numbers. Have a great weekend. If anybody hits with those numbers, then, man, General Z is, um, that's big. We're going to have to analyze a lot more of his his dreams. I hope he has a good night's sleep. I really do. Because if I were going through that, that would be something else. Just uh, those are the nights that I would put my scapular on, my grandfather's scapular. If I have issues like that at night, the scapular goes right on and, Many times, that's the end of it. George Horn III says, Hi, Frank. George from upstate New York near Bennington, Vermont. Love your show. Matt is awesome. I, I was up in Bennington. Been I went there? to the battlefield. Yeah, I went up there a few months ago. George, uh, if, if next time Matt goes up to the battlefield in Bennington, you guys should meet up for up some... In, uh, I was up in Brandon, Vermont. You, got, you should have had a... A coffee with George. Yeah, I went there in Bennington. I went to a place called like Above the Clouds or whatever it was, this dispensary there. And they had this homegrown strawberries and cream. Dude, it was some of the best stuff ever. There's a there's a great, uh, there's a little restaurant around here that, that sells that too. You can go there and get strawberries and cream. Marijuana. Marijuana? It's a dispensary. It's, oh, if there's a dispensary? Yeah. And they sell strawberries and cream as well? It, it, no, it was a flavor of marijuana. Oh, oh, I never I never knew that. I never knew that. I've uh, I've smoked some stuff called cereal milk before, and that's that was really smooth, really nice. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's good. It I was a light smoked it. A light hybrid. I've smoked it. Um I've smoked everything. I know. I know. Not anymore. Sean Joe says, you should look up the famous people buried in Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx, Frank. Wow. I should. I should. We went We went to the other one there, too. Me and Tony went to go uh, visit Houdini's gravesite in Queens. Really? 
Yeah, I think we ended up in the wrong cemetery, though. But it was still cool because it was just the way the cemetery was. All mausoleum, little mausoleums and brick roads going through it, just full of caskets or whatever. Uh, mausoleums. A lot of mausoleums. Yeah, we, well, we did a little bit of that when my mother wanted to go see Judy Garland's uh, plot and all that. And I think Lou Gehrig is up in Hartsdale's, too, I think. I think. Babe Ruth's and Hawthorne. See? They're all over the place. Anyway, I thank you all for a wonderful week. I really enjoyed all this time with you. Thanks again to Lorraine for coming and hanging out with us tonight. I uh, can't wait to hear what's going on with Timothy Alberino. We'll get those updates sometime soon. Um, for tonight on QuiteFrankly.tv, the finest Halloween comedies all in one place. Scare yourself silly. I wonder if they're going to play Ernest Scared Stupid. I wonder if I wonder if Ernest Scared Stupid is going to be in the, uh, in the in the rotation tonight. That would be great. Oh man, I wanted to be in that film when I was a kid so bad to get a super soaker full of milk and go fight trolls. I never saw it. You never saw it? No, I didn't like Ernest. You didn't? I don't like the Ernest movies. I only saw you know I knew the um, I saw the one with the reindeer with this of uh, this the Christmas one, but the only one I really knew and looked forward to seeing was Ernest Scared Stupid. And then I wonder if they're going to put Monster Squad at any, any time in the next couple of days. Anyway, I would like to test this one out right now. Go to quitefrankly.tv. There's a QR code for you. Put your phone to the television screen right now and press the link that pops up. And then once you're at quitefrankly.tv, you just press play. That's how easy it is. It is a safe, fun, stable environment that is powered by Foxhole, which is a subsidiary of pill.net. And uh, we have wonderful things to announce next week. I know I've been teasing it for a little bit, but I'm just going to wait until next week. Wonderful things to announce. The future is coming, quite frankly, .tv. And, um, and, and we are doubling down and just getting secure and cozy and ready for 2024 the way that we all have to do. We've got to batten down the hatches, keep our friends close, and then our friends even closer. That's what I say. All right. Now, with that, there's one other thing I would like to put up on the screen for you, and that is the Gilded. Go ahead. Get in the Gilded chat. It's very, very cozy over there as well, and that is a constant chatter of great people sharing information, sharing information, joking around, and, uh, and that is a great place to get your notifications whenever there is specialty programming that's going live on quitefrankly.tv or things that are happening with the show anything that's happening that is a, a great way to stay linked up if the rest of the world goes dark as long as there is any kind of internet these are the ways that we can keep up with the joneses so the joneses being the franklies and the franciscans so get to quite frankly.tv and over the weekend i would love to welcome you as a sponsor go and uh, and check it out there's wonderful things that are there available for everybody and um i i'm obsessed with creating value for those of you who really enjoy hanging out every night and I put a lot of time into this, and it would be wonderful to call you a boss or boss lady. All right? With that, good night. Matt, thanks for everything, man. Thank you, Francis. All right. We'll talk to you later. Get to QuiteFrankly.tv. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatter starting with Biggest Dickus. 
famous Austrian painter, Car Guys New England, George Horn III, Shotzi, and Nick from Chicago. Thank you to our friends Jay Semo and to Selling the Farm over there on Rumble. To all of our gold pillars on QuiteFrankly.tv, man, what can be said other than I love you? All right, good night. sleep with my wife.